and I thought it'd be an interesting episode to do one together. You can speak. Thanks for having <laughs> me on the show. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, so, where to begin? Carl and I work together, or have been working together. Uh, we co-own a yoga studio called Stretch, and Carl is the lead teacher and runs all our YTTs and teacher trainings. And it's kind of the heart and soul, I would definitely say, behind behind the company. Thank you. That's all right, I have to say that, um, but I do mean it. Um, so our relationship has taken some interesting twists and turns, so I just thought it'd be quite an interesting episode to speak about that, and we've always been quite open with it. Sure. So maybe we start right at the beginning, which is nearly eight years ago now. It is. Yeah, which you reminded me yesterday. Mm. Um, where to begin? Why did we open Stretch? Why did we open Stretch? Well. I open stretch. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you open stretch, husband? <laughs> I open stretch because um, I'd always wanted a yoga studio, and it was going to be a hobby um, in addition to what you know what I was doing. Um, which was? Which was mm. uh, making underground dance music, making bespoke music for TV and advertising, um, basically sitting in a small underground bunker not unlike this one <laughs> yeah, not dissimilar to this <laughs> where we are now um in soho and sitting on my own and maybe i have the company of one of a uh anorakt man to talk about <laughs> music and so i needed like a little bit more um variety in my life and you know i've been teaching for some time and so decided to open this yoga studio with little to no planning um and then you kind of basically swept in with on the spreadsheets, <laughs> common sense, and uh, managed to bring some kind of order to it, I think. So we started working together um, six months into our relationship, yeah. I think, yeah. which was quite... And then we got pregnant. It was an impact, yeah, yeah, and then we got pregnant very soon after. Which was the after. point in all this, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it spurred, it spurred us into action, right? Yes. It's a, it was a life-changing, it's a life-changing thing, um, for sure. I mean, just from a, a purpose and a work point of view, it changed everything we were both doing, didn't it? We yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, I went on mat leave from my job, which was office-based and in fashion, so I didn't have much room for life outside of that. Yeah. I remember I used to shower with my phone. And I'd go to your yoga classes and have my phone at the top of my mat. How annoying. How very annoying. <laughs> now as a teacher, I'd just be like, you're banished from my class. Um, but yeah, it didn't leave much room for, for anything, mm. let alone having a, a family, which we were about to have. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I, if you remember when you were pregnant, I was coming back from China. Travelling all over the world. And cough and... You know, yeah. Moscow and just being broken for a couple of days after. Yeah. And um, it was no way that we could start a healthy family with, with the lives that we had at the time. So we yeah. had this fledgling yoga studio, um, which was very, very ad hoc, but, <laughs> but awesome. But amazing, yeah. yeah. It was such a glue to it. It just brought a community together. Yeah. And then it was... Well, it was kind of a, there's a moment where 
the place we were at decided to double the rent. Yeah. And it was either where we go back to our old life, what we were doing before, um, and try and make it work with a, with a child, or we double down our efforts, go and find a new place. Mm. And um, I guess stretch in the kind of a, in a sense, stretch that resembles the incarnation it's in now was born. Yeah, that phase. Two months before Duke arrived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So we were in the thick of it. We were, yeah, I was like seven months pregnant on a building site, arguing with a builder. Um, I think it's worth sort of noting that it is, you know, and it is and it was, it would have been possible for us to sort of go back to our old lives or continue in that pattern. But actually it wasn't something that we we wanted. We wanted to have more time essentially, right? Mm. Um, and more flexibility. More time, more flexibility and, you know, like... For me, certainly, the work that I was doing beforehand, which was, you know, DJing, and you know, you go, you DJ, you be in a nightclub environment, mm-hmm. you be in a, an environment of kind of celebration or, or commiseration, depending on how well the night <laughs> had gone. It's quite hard to come off the turntables from that high, yeah, and then go back to your hotel and, and go back to your family the next day. You know, yeah. you sort of, especially when you've started on this trajectory at the age of twenty-one or twenty-two, yeah. It's difficult to get out, out of old habits. So for, it was a it was a real choice, you know, yeah. a real kind of watershed moment in our adult lives. I think to to make yeah. that decision. And um, so far, it's been um, interesting. Interesting. It's been, great. it's been great. Yeah, I mean, but it is, it is interesting when you reflect back on it, sort of where we've come from and the ups and downs. So then we yeah, so we opened Stretch. Well, you opened Stretch in January two thousand thirteen. And Duke, our first son, was born in March 2013. Yeah. And I think, like, as you said, that kind of response to becoming pregnant and going, okay, well, we need to double down our efforts, it was quite a primal... Um, nothing makes you sort your shit out, like getting <laughs> getting pregnant having yeah, a baby, totally. right? Absolutely. Um, I think from a, from a dad's point of view, you know, in in the modern world where you can... You know, we've got so much choice, and we've, you know, and there's there's so much kind of, uh, um, so much of discourse is given over to like following your dream and doing your thing, and you know, yeah. it's kind of like the, the, the kind of the in, individualistic, um, you know, track that people get on, you know, yeah. that, that's been the way of the world since the eighties. You know, it's like, um having a child brings all that you know it's just a very sobering thing and you're like oh i'm not just you know trying to live my out live out my dream or what have you i have someone else to take care of and i have to you know i have to mm. grow up essentially and, uh, but it's also finding that balance between being fulfilled as an individual i feel mm. and and being fulfilled as a parent yeah, th- totally. th- there's there's striking a balance, isn't it? You you can't just consider yourself and what you want anymore, and well, I'm gonna, you know, go off backpacking around the world because that's always been my dream. Yeah. But also to kind of say, well, I can't do that anymore. Like that isn't accessible to me, so I'm just gonna like batten down the hatches, and yeah. that that's also 
sort of soul crushing. So but, there's but there's the, an in between. But the other thing, you know, the, I think the other thing that you owe it to your child or children, yeah, to not become a husk of your former self. Yeah, exactly. You know, to, to to be um, someone that doesn't just buckle to this Saturnian like must work, must make money, must provide influence, but to kind of actually go, what actually what does you know what does a child need? They need inspiration. They need someone who. Uh, you know who role models yeah who lives life and yeah. enjoys life you don't you know not just toils you know yeah so there's a balance to be found and I think you know children are real are a real inspiration to that to to, to one growing up and taking responsibility two following your purpose because it's important not yeah. just for you but for them yeah um, <clears throat> and yeah it's, it was a it was a real watershed for me mm. yeah and then, so we had Duke in March 2013. Worth perhaps noting that at this, no, we, yeah, that's right. But we'd only known each other maybe like six months before we got pregnant. Yeah. So it was quite a whirlwind within that time. Mm. We'd also open, moved in, opened the studio twice <laughs> and then had a child. Um, and, and both our lives had changed drastically, as you've said, just the day-to-day -day had changed. Um, and we were still getting to know each other, right? Yeah. At what point, I can't remember when we started, but we went into couples therapy. We actually had a full start, didn't we, with someone? Do you remember? Well, this was much after Jake was born. Yeah. I think it was, it was probably after the first year, I think. Yeah. And it was hard. I remember that. Maybe I mean, it later. was... We, we, mu we muscled through it a lot. We And we, you know... Perhaps we didn't have the foundation, but then also, you know, I th I think this is, I I think you know unless you've had a reason to really address your shit, and you know people can get to any age, any age, without, and yeah. without addressing the shit. So you know you're gonna come up a, a, you're gonna come up against it in your primary relationship mm. always and there's always mm. a point in every relationship where you kind of you meet your own shit and it it fits really well with with someone else's shit yeah and you either it either implodes and you're like well this person was this that and the other and i'll blame it all on you and i'll carry on and i'll be condemned to repeat the same mistakes with someone else or you go actually this is mine i'll take this <laughs> well, maybe this is yours and maybe you should have a look but at i this. think it's <laughs> also like meeting that person that you're that you go I'm prepared to work through my shit to be with you, right? Yeah. It's meeting the person that you're prepared to actually do that for because we all have, I mean, shit has been said a lot, but we all have baggage. Yeah. M mostly unconscious. Unresolved emotional issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and mostly unconscious, I feel. Yeah. Um, and it's so easy to project that onto someone else or into a situation, a job, a relationship, or any kind of... Uh, conflict that you may come across but actually when you meet someone that you don't want to walk away from you have no choice but to go huh I'm gonna have to sit with this and sort of sift through it when you've got a small child as well and when you've got a small child yeah let's not let's not romanticize it let's not <laughs> and a business on. together come on let's, let's you know we're, you know, we're in, for a penny, uh, in for a pound you know you yeah might as well. yeah yeah it's true though there's so much more to lose yeah not just each other yeah, there's consequences for people other than yourself. You yeah. Know? So it's not like, <clears throat> cool, next. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. It's like, right, okay. 
we're bound together for life regardless because we have at that point yeah (laughs) but at that point (laughs) especially for like 8 30 in the morning and but at that point we had one child but obviously now we've got two and and that does bind you for life Mm. um so we did have a full start with a therapist at one point i remember at the end of a session her saying well i don't see how you're going to move forward from this and that's time and i think we both just stood up and we were like Oh shit! So uh, does that mean we're um... we sat at opposite ends of a couch facing the therapist? Yeah. Arms crossed, legs folded, and just came out in, in, insanely triggered every yeah. s- after every single every, session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was terrible. It was awful. And then we were really lucky. Um, <laughs> we were we were well. This was quite a while after that. I think we yeah. we kind of went. Oh well, walking away actually is too much so let's put this down and we kind of just carried on for a while trying to navigate i remember when it was we i remember i was speaking to my friend nick jankel yeah um the coach and author and he's um he's a bit of a mental nick he's a smart guy and he he very openly it was an exhale around the campfire he Mm. very openly said yeah you should find an amargo therapist you know Mm. his wife him and his wife they you know they swear by Amargo and they'll dip in and out of it whenever there's things to resolve or mm. you know um, go check it out and I was like okay well I, this guy I'm, I'm into what he's talking about yeah we went um, searched it online found Alex yeah what is Amargo therapy just for pe- obviously I know because I've been in it <laughs> but for people that might not know well uh, how I understand it and how I relate to it is it is therapy it's couples therapy but it's um, it's it's kind of also therapy for the individual in yeah. the context of your primary relationship. Yeah. And what happens is through through a series of skills, so you learn how to communicate and you learn how to listen. Um, what happens is you kind of well, you open your heart and you show you show your, you know you show your vulnerability and you and and you let someone else see who you are fully. Mm. And what's amazing about that is, is when they see who you are and why you're like that, and they don't flinch and they don't run away, and they sit with you, then the intimacy and the connection just just deepen mm. and keep on deepening. You know? And I think it's also my understanding of some of it was that it's about non-violent communication, in in a way, and when we communicate in times of conflict or potential times of conflict, being able to own your emotion and what's triggered you as an individual and not saying, well, you made me, mm-hmm. you know, and I think even when we just communicate by taking out that element of blame, mm-hmm. it gives the other chance, the other person a chance to hear you yeah. before they go, oh, you know, before that reaction. Well, you don't trigger your, your defences, do you? Yeah. So, so if, if no one... Someone is saying, "Well, I feel like this, and you yeah. know, this situation makes me, you know, causes me to feel like this, and this, these are my feelings, and I'm taking responsibility yeah, for those." Exactly, yeah, exactly. It's not like firing blame across the table yeah. or, the, or the, the, you know, the the room. Yeah. And um, and so you don't go to your to your old pattern of defence where you shut down or you yeah. run away yeah. or you fight. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're able to hear and listen. Yeah. And um, it's. It's incredibly important that we 
as human beings, not just in just in yeah. marriages or relationships. It's like it's something that we really need to learn to do, you know, across all aspects of our life. Yeah, yeah, just to listen. Yeah, yeah. Um. So that took us to Alex, mm. who has been. This is now like a tribute to Alex, <laughs> but she's been such a positive uh, role model influence, I think, in both our lives. And we're both incredibly fond of her yeah. to the point where we actually invited her to our wedding <laughs> 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 and sent her baby pictures when we had fellow and stuff. But she's become a real, yeah, really positive figure. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say for the 18, I mean, we did therapy for 18 months yeah. mostly every week yeah apart from when we you know you were traveling or i was traveling or work a very way. nice car hey we could have bought a really nice, nice car, car yeah um but it was um it was hard yeah. every single week i remember us getting in the car and just driving there with this i mean personally i had this just feeling of dread i was like oh god this is just going to be tiring and emotionally challenging mm. and especially if we'd been having a good week and we'd been communicating and getting on well mm -hmm. there was a resistance to going into the shadows mm. and bringing it up mm. because oh we're fine now like why do we need to go back over stuff mm. but actually every time we'd leave I'd just feel a million times lighter yeah. and closer to you yeah um and but it was work. Yeah, it was real work, yeah. For yeah. a long time. <laughs> yeah. But I think, you know, we, and we've, like we've recommended yeah. many people to, to Alex and, and to the, the Imago mm -hmm. you know, process, method. And, um, and it's, it, I think they've had good success. Right? Yeah, 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 they have, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a great. But I think also just finding the right therapist for you, or for you as a couple. Yeah, it's like um, yoga teachers, they're not all good. <laughs> oh, well, yes. <laughs> Some of them are absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> or, or physios, so, uh, or anything. That, any, that, yeah, you know, exactly. but it's finding a connection, isn't it, in what wherever you're going to anyone. I mean, obviously there are elements of training and quality control, but it's also just finding people that, y that connect, that you can connect with. Yeah. And that you can hear, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so we did, um, yeah, we did 18 months of therapy and at the end of it, we came out with a date to get married. Yeah. Which was kind of unexpected because we'd actually been engaged for a, a yeah. few years but had not been planning a wedding because we had had quite a turbulent time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it was good all in all, really expensive. <laughs> all in all, just a yeah, bloody expensive, like, three-year period. Oh, um, but I think it's, it's important to recognise that becoming parents and actually just becoming a couple, and as you said, committing to sift through our own stuff in order to see one another, it happens to all couples. Absolutely, and I think that, I think there's, a, there's still, even in you know, 2019, there's, there's still a stigma about 
going to therapy or yeah. there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Everybody, and in my own work, you know, and I trained hundreds of yoga teachers and, you know, work with clients on a one-to-one basis and seeing people firsthand and, like, you know, their emotional lives, it's like nobody has, you know, everybody has unresolved yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, emotional charges that sit in the body and they dictate our lives and they, you know, and mm. they impact you know what happens to us mm. and we're largely oblivious yeah and I think also even though you know oh we've done 18 months of therapy that doesn't mean that we I mean we've revisited Alex since that yeah. period and we likely will again you know it's I think it's maybe after this podcast maybe in about yeah. 30 minutes no <laughs> but I think it's it's not like right well I've done that yeah, yeah. I'm fixed you know all my shit's gone it, yeah. that's just not how we are we're so complex and there's so much yeah. that you you know, you, life is unpredictable and you never know when you might come across something that does bring triggers up for you. Yeah. And if you want to be able to move through them and not just suppress, yeah. then you have to go through some sort of process to get there. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. So um, that was therapy. And since then we've had another baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how has your experience been becoming a dad for the second time round? Um, I think there's a couple of points on becoming a dad for the second time round. Um, the first one is it's like it's it's kind of chaos with two, and <laughs> tells you how chaotic it is, and it's like wow, we're really in, we're really deep in now. Yeah. Um, but also there's a there's a real joy to it that's kind of like well. It's not the traumatic experience that the first time I was around. Because the first time, life goes from being, you know, blah, blah, blah. Let's go to the pub after work. Let's go to the pub after work. You know, what my career, my this, that, and the other. What trainers I'm going to buy this month and da-da-da-da. And and then, you you know, then, boom. That has a bomb go off in it. And and then you, you know, you're responsible for a person all the time. Yeah. And you have to, you know, forward plan, and and then, you know, obviously, as we've discussed in therapy, um, we've discussed having therapy. It's it's for a father, for at least in my experience, after being like, you know, the um, the primary sort of recipient of affection <laughs> in the house, <coughs> in the relationship. You go to, you know, the third class citizen. So you go from being like having all the love, all the cuddles, all the attention, and let's be honest, the sex. <laughs> Just elephant in the room. Like, oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not in the room. It's out the door. Go, yes. go on. Um, you, you go from having all that to having, at best, a very kind of reduced uh, uh, <laughs> kind of, you know, time ah. time dependent um, you know, measly portion of all of the above. <laughs> if you're lucky. Because you it's know, true, yeah, you know the, from a hormonal point of view, the having a having a baby impacts your partner beyond belief. And we're not we're not we're not ready for that. We expect, you know, like the kind of the Yeah, the baby's to come out and everything to yeah, go back and to normal. And my partner again and, and she's fine and she's she, you know, she's up for it again, but she's not. No, babe, she's not. She's gone. She's gone. She's gone. Yeah. Um and there we are, you know, with all this kind of, you know, 
um, this this kind of primal drive, or, may, or maybe not, but the, you know, I experienced it as like, right, I've got to sort my stuff out. I've got to make worlds mm. you know, and like build a build a world for my child. Mm. Um, but I'm sort of on my own. And I'm in a support. I'm in a supporting role, mm. and I'm outside of this this primary relationship, which is mother and child, which is very very close. The oxytocin is bubbling away, you know. So, you know, there's no need for uh, the mother to come to you for affection because she's getting it from the baby, and she's getting. And here's the thing: she's getting a lot of touch. In fact, she's getting too much touch. Yeah. And so she doesn't want to be touched by you. I think. Um... Um, Boobs. <laughs> yeah, they're off the, boobs are, they're off the table, babe. Gone. No. Well, only, I mean, so just to offer the other side of that coin, and, and I, I'm in agreement with what you say, it's, I'm not sort of arguing your point, but I think as a mum, you are touched all day, pretty much, unless your baby is in nursery or childmind or yeah. childcare. Yeah. Um, and you generally do the night shifts as well. You know, in yeah. our situation, I have because I've breastfed both our children and you work early mornings and late nights. And that's just the way that, you know, the sticks have fallen. Yeah. Um, so it feels like you are being needed at all points of the day, physically and emotionally and practically feeding them, changing them, tidying the house, doing, you know, it's it's draining in every sort of angle. Um, so to then go from that very functional caregiver role to jump into the I'm playful and sexy and you know fun (laughs) (laughs) might happen five years down the line (laughs) well it it just doesn't it you know or even actually to go from breastfeeding your baby and having them twiddle the other nip with their fingers which if there are any breastfeeding mums listening fucking hell right (laughs) especially when they've got long nails to go from that and then to then go into the, the that role of sexual being and, and a play thing and, and having your breasts twiddled by another man <laughs> of a different size, it's just, it's it's hard. It's hard to balance that. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean, in my experience, that I didn't crave physical contact with you. Yeah. But it's just very difficult to find the balance between those two yeah. heads. And I think, you know, like as a man, you sort of know that this is, you know, you, you understand the situation. On, you're on a cognitive level. But yeah. unless, you know, unless you've really done your work, then you're going to mm. feel, you know, you're going to feel, maybe you feel abandoned or, you know, left to one side, uh, you know. And I think, you know, a lot of time, like, you know, the male ego is massaged through, through sex. Do you know what I mean? And, and we're sort of soothed by sex more than we would perhaps say that we are, you know. Um, and so if that's not there, yeah, I've turned up the volume of my responsible manness. Mm. It's like, well, where's my, where's, what's for me? Do you what's know what I mean? What's to you? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it is a really, really hard situation. And unless there's, unless there's conversation, Good conversation, non non blaming, honest, yeah. honest conversation, and you know, let's you know, let's throw it out there. Unless there's more of this kind of conversation in the world at large, and more understanding, then these cycles of of you know, feeling not good enough, feeling unworthy, or you know, like unloved, and 
and resentment. also and resentment and resentment on both yeah. sides of the table yeah. are going to yeah, yeah, yeah. are going to be perpetuated. So I think it's it's good to to have these conversations and yeah. and to share. I think some of our journey. Now we're a bit older, you know, a bit more battle hardened by by it. With with people who are perhaps just starting out. You know? I think that's that's what really spurred me to want to talk to you on this is because um, I've had a wave of friends since having Duke and now Fella that have become parents and I've seen it sneak up on them or on their relationship and I've heard, you know, fucking hell, like I really resent my partner and all, all of the stuff that comes up yeah. and it's it's wanting to be able to say, I hear you and I support you and you're not alone and it's okay. Mm. Like there's no, you're not at fault. There is nothing... There's no shame to be had around this. Mm-hmm. Like, lift the lid, speak about it, and, and you'll be okay, but you both need to meet each other there mm-hmm. in order f- for that to happen. Yeah. And that's what really sort of drove me to want to have this conversation with you, actually, not just to kind of sit, stare into your eyes lovingly for an yeah. hour <laughs> in the morning. Um, but yeah, I think we, we had, we definitely had Duke before any of our immediate circle had any, had children. Yeah. So I think we were kind of thrown into it and experienced it, whereas a lot of our wider circle are starting to experience it now, and, and will do in the coming years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, <laughs> we can just sit back with this <laughs> tiny amount of smugness, but surrounded by Lego and like yeah. biscuits and porridge and hair and stuff. Yeah. Maybe not that smug. Um, cool. Thank you for talking to me. No, Thank you for your welcome. time. Mm-hmm.